Ole Miss will beat the Vanderbilt Commodores because they have better players than the Vanderbilt Commodores. But that doesn't change the fact that this game is absolutely massive for the Ole Miss program. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Also, we are racing towards 5,000 subscriptions. We are probably a day away at this point. And we are planning on doing our first live stream the Tuesday before the Georgia game because we're going to go over 5,000. Thank you for that. Let's start working towards 6,000 right now. If you haven't subscribed, please do. Please subscribe to the podcast down below right now. And if you have, or if you listen on Spotify or another medium, subscribe to the YouTube podcast to build those numbers up as well. Once we get to 6,000 subscribers, we will start doing remote broadcasts. That will be effective if Ole Miss goes to, say, the Orange Bowl or the Citrus Bowl that I can get nearby to. That's at the end of the year, so we need to do that as well. Anyway, my name is Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. And before we get started, hey, download the Game Time app on your phone, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Now, this is a big game, and this is not necessarily a big game because beating Vanderbilt is special. Lots of teams beat Vanderbilt. Ole Miss will be the second Rebels this year to defeat the Vanderbilt Commodores, for instance. But what this could mean for Ole Miss football means this Vanderbilt game is almost a must win. They need to handle everything that's going on. I'm not saying that Ole Miss should come out and play tight because I guess historically when the game has been played at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium, Ole Miss hasn't scored more than 31 points at all whenever Ole Miss played Vanderbilt at home. They've scored over 50 on the road, but they haven't scored over 31 at home. And Clark Lee is really good at coming up with a scheme or a thing that is an interesting way to defend Ole Miss's offense. If you look at what Clark Lee did um, last year, he basically laid the blueprint out that teams have been following ever since that point in how to defend Ole Miss. So I'm expecting Clark Lee to come up with a decent, decent scheme. The problem that Vanderbilt is going to have in this game is, sure, they're going to move the lines. Sure, they're going to do a lot of things is they're just not as good on the lines as they need to be. And Clark Lee is going to get them there. But you look at that, this, these are the three reasons why I think Ole Miss is going to beat the Vanderbilt Commodores, you know, for Jackson Dart to have the true legacy games against Texas a and Georgia. And you can almost say Ole Miss's program. Um, he must, and they must play well and get through this game. You can't have a game against Texas A&M and a game against Georgia for all the marbles unless you win each successive ball game. The, the the domino effect going to that Georgia game is going to be absolutely massive. But to get there, you have to get through this one. So this isn't so much of a trap game. It's an opportunity game. It's a chance to elevate this, to get to one, another one of those corner-type games that I talked about earlier in the season. This is going to be important for that. Also, 
You have Trey Harris and Zachary Franklin is either going to go off. I think it might be Zachary Franklin, but Trey Harris is just a dude. And Vanderbilt won't be able to score enough to keep up. Ken Seals, love Ken Seals as a quarterback. Great football player. Um, he takes care of the football. He's at Vanderbilt doing things at a higher level than Vanderbilt has a quarterback that should have any right to do it. But he's doing that right now. Now, if you look at this, we talk about what it means and how the conversation's changing a little bit. And now Ole Miss is in the discussion of the playoff. And to get there, you have to get through this Vanderbilt game. This is a bring-your-own-energy game. This is all of the stuff that matters. You have Texas A&M waiting. Um, you have Georgia waiting. All of these things that are coming up, you have to get through this game to get the reward for all those other games. You want people not talking about Texas A&M or Georgia? Lose to Vanderbilt. You have to get this game. But you have people talking all over the country. This is from somebody that just goes by Uncle Stu. It's just a random fan on Twitter. But he posted just randomly. He's not an Ole Miss guy. I think there's 14 teams with a path to the college football playoff. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, FSU, Washington, OU, Texas, Oregon, Bama, Penn State, Oregon State, Ole Miss, Utah, and Missouri. There's an elimination game in Salt Lake City. Ole Miss is in the conversation. This is my point on this one. Ole Miss is in the conversation right now. They're on the fringes of it, but they're in the conversation. And the longer this goes on, the longer the Ole Miss is going to remain in the conversation. And if Ole Miss gets to the point where they're on the edge of the playoff, they're really in the conversation. But this isn't just random fans, okay? The, look at our beat writers, um, the Clarion Ledger, David Eckert. He he comes he's come on the show multiple times. I'm a huge fan of what he does. But they ask the question: Can Ole Miss make a college football playoff run? And this is the Rebels' path to the NCAA championship. This is the Clarion Ledger, and Ole Miss fans have various opinions about the Clarion Ledger. But the fact that they're writing this story means that there's something we should pay attention to going on. And then people that are outside the fan base that are still in the media, you have Michael Bratton right here. And this is a segment he did on the Ole Miss-Georgia game. Yes, they're already doing segments on the Ole Miss-Georgia game because this is a chance for Ole Miss to punch their ticket to the playoff. All of these stories, if they're having these stories right now, is my point, how would it be if, they beat Vandy. Now, most people assume that they're going to beat Vandy, but as it gets closer, how is it going to ramp up? Corey Burton, who hosts SEC After Dark with me, when he asked the question, they play Florida, they play Missouri, they play Ole Miss, and they play Tennessee, which game scares him the most? He's already got the Ole Miss game circled. He's not worried about Missouri. He's not worried about Tennessee, although he probably should be worried about Missouri. But these are games without Brock Bowers, all of this stuff is on the table for Ole Miss football. And we have to get through Vanderbilt to get there. And I think this opportunity and this being the carrot for Ole Miss football is the reason I think we're actually going to see a decent performance Saturday. I think we're going to see a decent performance Saturday against the Vanderbilt Commodores because of what this could mean. It's a crazy situation, but this game could mean so much for Ole Miss football as far as making the Texas A&M game more, as in 
making the Georgia game even more. You want that special season. Everybody wants that special season. It starts with winning against Vanderbilt. I'm not saying Vanderbilt has a chance to be a trap and upset you necessarily, but if you were to fall flat in that game, all of your goals are dead afterwards. But if you go in there and you take care of business and you do what you need to do, remember Vanderbilt was leading at halftime last year, okay? I have to say that every broadcast, apparently. But if you take care of business, you're going to be fine. Remember, USC lost a game against Stanford as a 40-point favorite. It happens in college football every single weekend. Don't be that team. Anyway, on today's show, I want to let you I want to um let you know that this show is brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. And now is time for the game changer of the week that Athletic Brewing Company is bringing you. Much like Lane Kiffin, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Lane Kiffin has a chance to raise the level of the program with a win on Saturday versus Vanderbilt Commodores. No, not because beating Vanderbilt is anything special, but what it means for the games after it. Athletic Brewing Company brews over 50 styles of craft, non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Golden Sours, and more. They're constantly releasing limited edition experimental styles to add to their variety. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON, all one word, to get 15% off your first order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. It's near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all time. Now, you shouldn't have to worry about where you're, when you're getting your tickets and where you're getting your tickets and all that. Because if you go to the GameTime app, GameTime.co, it's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Last-minute tickets. Like, if you want to go to the Vanderbilt game, GameTime has you covered. They've got flash deals also and zone deals as well. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Period. Doesn't matter what it is. I could get Cirque du Soleil or whatever I wanted on the Game Time app right now. You have views from all the seats in your arena, and that is an unbelievably cool feature. You know exactly what you're walking into. They have all-in prices that show you total upfront, so you know exactly what kind of a great deal you're getting without hitting fees. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you up to 110% of the difference. That's pretty cool stuff. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Down to, download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for $20 off. Remember, with Ole Miss getting nearly capacity in every game, and this being the last night game that likely Ole Miss is going to play this season, this might be something you need to look at. So download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. All right, college football season is here, and this season Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff 
live each Friday. Locked On will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel, including this one. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern on Locked On College YouTube channel. You do not want to miss it. Yeah, you'll see it. The link will pop up on our YouTube page today. So, in the first segment, we talked about the opportunity that is presented to Ole Miss with the game against Vanderbilt. Ole Miss doesn't have to play Vanderbilt. Ole Miss gets to play Vanderbilt. And it's because Ole Miss has a chance to take a step in their program with a victory over the Vanderbilt Commodores. Not because of beating Vanderbilt, because of what that'll mean down the road. So, what does Ole Miss need to do in this game? And I started thinking about that. And I think either Zachary Franklin or Trey Harris are really going to go off in this game. And if you look at Trey Harris's numbers on the season, he's got 21 catches, 469 yards, and six touchdowns in a little over three games worth of work. That's nearly, what, five catches a game, 120 yards a game, touchdown and a half a game coming from Trey Harris. I do expect Trey Harris to have a big day. I don't know if it'll be Mercer big, but I expect him to have a big day. Now, the other thing is, I think a lot of work is going to happen inside the um, numbers with both Trey Harris and Zachary Franklin because I think that they want to force-feed Zachary Franklin a little bit to get him up to speed because for the first time this season, Zachary Franklin looked like Zachary Franklin. There were some timing issues in the Auburn game, but that gets worked out by them doing it throwing with each other over and over again. And as practice happens and as he works out, timing is going to get better and better. And all of a sudden you're going to see the plays like the intercepted play against Auburn where Zachary Franklin got his hand on the ball. Zachary Franklin makes that catch and maybe breaks a tackle and is gone. Ole Miss needs him to be at full strength for Texas A&M and Georgia. And I'm not saying he's injured full strength. I mean – completely in the flow of the offense full strength. So I think Ole Miss needs to kind of force feed him the ball. And between him and Trey Harris, one of them having a big day on the weekend is going to be a major thing for Ole Miss football. Um, whenever, if Ole Miss's offense is clicking, they're clicking. Jackson Dart is clicking. Quinshawn Judkins clicking. The whole offense can really take off. It's, it's a domino cascade effect. Um, with Ole Miss's offense. And I think it all starts with Trey Harris. Now, Quinshawn Judkins is going to get all the focus because if you don't, it's all going to start with Quinshawn Judkins. I mean, I'm not saying that doesn't. But since they are focusing on him, he is likely going to be open on the outside and things like that. Zachary Franklin, like I said, needs to be force-fed. He had two catches against Auburn. I'm expecting four to six catches against Vanderbilt and at least one explosive as well. He actually looked very smooth against the Auburn Tigers as well. Now, Lane Kiffin was asked about the Vanderbilt Commodores earlier this week in his press conference, and he had this to say, and I thought it was pretty interesting on multiple levels. Let's talk about that real quick. It says they battled through some injuries on defense. 
I think they're really, really well coached team. They gave us problems last year, especially in the first half. I mean, they set the blueprint essentially that everybody's been doing. I think they do a good job of knowing exactly what they are and what they have and utilizing it. We've got to keep improving. We've got to do whatever we can. He talks about later on in the quote that one of his concerns is overuse of Trey Harris. And this is a point that I talked about yesterday to where the wide receiver question, and I talked with Brad Logan, and I don't think it's a wide receiver depth thing. Braylon Brown played a good bit. But in this offense, understand this. This is not a situation where five receivers go out to catch a pass. Tempo does not allow that to happen. You do not have levels routes, for instance, because it's going to take five to ten seconds for the player to get back to the line of scrimmage. Ole Miss wants to snap the ball in ten seconds. They want to be up there. So if you are not in the direct progression, you're you're not you don't have to worry about separation because if you're not supposed to get the ball, you're not going to get the ball and you have run an in route or something to occupy a defender, but there's something happening on the other side of the field that is getting the real attention from the offense. So knowing that this isn't a five receiver progression offense, it's basically a one receiver and a check down offense. Understand that this might not be a problem with the wide receivers. And there is a tendency to overuse wide receivers because if Trey Harris is really good, you want him on the field all the time. Ole Miss needs to find that second option, and maybe Zachary Franklin is that. Maybe Caden Priestcorn is that. We'll see now that kind of the season can take off. But if that happens in the wide receiver room, and I do think Zachary Franklin or Trey Harris is going to go off against Vanderbilt, it could be a situation that is pretty good for Ole Miss with the Texas A&M team coming in next week and Ole Miss going to Georgia the week after that should be really really interesting to see and i'm just going to say really a whole bunch of times anyway today's show is brought to you by prize picks you know prize picks is the most fun that i've had winning 25 times my money this football season you select two or more players pick more or less than their projective stats and place your entry it's real simple click click you're there 60 seconds you get it done Price Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big playoffs like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts a select player's projections up to 25% to provide even more value. That's pretty cool. Price Picks also now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. So go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college to use locked on college for a first deposit matchup to $100. So go to prizepicks.com slash college and use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, one word, for a first deposit dis- first deposit match up to 100 bucks. It's daily fantasy made easy. The Rebels play the Vanderbilt Commodore Saturday at 6 o'clock Central Time. It's a chance to listen to David Kellum and the Rebels hometown crew as Ole Miss looks to continue their run. Catch every play of the Rebels home team broadcast with SiriusXM Channel 190, or on the SXM app, search Ole Miss Rebels. The Locked On Ole Miss podcast is there as well. Hope everybody is having a good Friday. I've got some stuff planned today. I'm going to um, spend my day at Animal Kingdom, and I hope um, everybody has fun with that. I'm going to watch 
dial of destiny, the whole nine yards whenever I get home. But I'm going to start my day at Animal Kingdom, and we're, we're going to go see some some animals and ride Pandora and Everest and all of that stuff. Should be a lot of fun, indeed. So Ole Miss is playing Vanderbilt, and we've discussed why this is an important game for Ole Miss's program, not necessarily because of Andy, because of what it means. Um, we discussed what everybody's talking about nationally and how Ole Miss is kind of appearing in the conversation and the ether. And we think that wide receivers are going to have a big game in this game because Vanderbilt is going to concentrate on Quinshawn. Now, last up, I don't know if Ole Miss, I don't know if Vandy's going to be able to keep up with Ole Miss's offense. Now, Vandy did a decent job against Georgia, but this was at home in a weird stadium that's basically a construction site. And they lost the game 37 to 20, but they jumped on Georgia. They got some stuff. They figured out some stuff. Like we told you in the previous section, Clark Lee is a really good coach at figuring out what he needs to do. Really good. He can scheme up some stuff. And I think Vandy's going to play very slow. I think they're going to um, try and scheme up plays to get them four and five yards and try and string together some first downs. I mean, this isn't rocket science, but they don't have line play and they don't have Ray Davis, who is really tearing it up at Kentucky this year. Now, if you look at this, their quarterback right now is Ken Seals. Um, and he is going to be matched by a Santarian Perkins, who is slowly building up. He was an SEC like co-freshman of the week. And you can see his tackles, um, tackles for loss and sacks number. He should actually have another sack gotten credit for it, but I have no idea why they did not. He he actually got to the quarterback early in the first half as well. I think they counted that as a run play for some reason, but he didn't get credit for a tackle for loss. So I I I think it's just because since he hit him and then maybe he he like tripped forward and it just he didn't take him to the ground. He didn't get credit for it for whatever reason. But Ken Seals is going to be the quarterback for the game. He's 65 of 105, 836 yards, eight touchdowns, two interceptions. As everybody knows, I am the president of the Ken Seals fan club. Um, not this week. I'm having to recuse myself. And either Jeb Beecham, Corey Burton, or Jake Thomas is going to have to take my duties. But we are going to talk about this game, and we talked about this on SEC After Dark earlier in the week. I think that Ken Seals is going to play fairly well. I think Will Shepard and J um, Jalen McGowan, good players. I think Vandy's lack of a running game, okay? And this is a real deal. Lack of a running game is going to be their undoing in this one. Because their offensive line play, this was a Vandy team that struggled against Hawaii trying to block that defensive front. Now, I'm, they've gotten better. I'm sure they've gotten better since then. But that was a warning sign of what you're actually dealing with. Defensive line's not quite there. They had players that transferred out off of last year's team. So I don't know if Vanderbilt is going to be able to keep up with Ole Miss. I think Jackson Dart is going to be efficient. Not necessarily good, but efficient. And because of that, Ole Miss is going to be able to score some points. And my prediction in this game, I um, gave it yesterday, but I'll give it again, is 41 to 14, which will be a cover. I think Ole Miss is going to cover this game. I realize that Ole Miss has only scored 31 the last two times. Yeah, I think it's going to be a 41 to 14 type of game. Um, 
Vanderbilt is going to get better as Clark Lee stays at Vanderbilt. They're recruiting actually fairly well, and they have Barton Simmons um, on staff at Vanderbilt. I, I I just don't think this is the year. This this is the step back year. This is the year that the transfer portal kind of got them. Now they were able to hold on to Will Shepard and they were able to hold on to Jalen McGowan. And that is good pieces. But if they had Ray Davis, can you imagine this Vanderbilt team, if they had Ray Davis right now, just that one piece, this Vanderbilt team would potentially be close to a bowl, t- bowl team. But they don't have Ray Davis. They have like Patrick Smith and he has not been showing Ray Davis like ability. And that hurts Vanderbilt. Their athletic make-a-play quarterback, Mike Wright, he's not the greatest guy. We all saw the Mississippi State-Arkansas game. He is what he is. But what he is is somebody that doesn't need necessarily that offensive line to be a piece. And you can run around and make plays. Remember, he was the quarterback in 2021 in that 31-17 game. That was That was Mike Wright. So Vandy's going to come into the game with confidence because they always come in with the confidence. So Ole Miss is going to have to deal with a little bit of a buzzsaw. But if Ole Miss lets talent take over, talent should win the game. So Ole Miss needs to play clean. That's that's a free space when you talk about this. You can't have another situation where a first half at Auburn happens. If Ole Miss plays clean in the first half at Auburn, that game's 42-7. to seven. That, that game's a laugher in Jordan-Hare Stadium. But Ole Miss didn't do that. They let them hang around. The crowd got jacked up. The energy got put in. The Auburn's offense just being putrid kind of saved Ole Miss that night. You can't you can't get off to that slow start every week. You need to put it together a little bit against the Vanderbilt Commodores and be a be an offense that looks like a top ten team. Ole Miss needs to start looking like a top ten team in games like this. Don't worry about playing down to your competition. But against Vanderbilt, against Texas A&M, against Louisiana Monroe, against Mississippi State, you need to look like a top 10 team. I'm not worried about Georgia because Ole Miss is going to get up for Georgia. But a game like Vanderbilt, this, like I said, this is a legacy game. And Ole Miss needs to start looking like a top 10 team against these programs. And we'll see exactly how that happens as well. Anyway, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Every dayers, if you have not, subscribe to the page on the YouTube channel. Just go below right now and subscribe. If you have, tell a friend and have them subscribe. Evangelize the podcast. If you are listening on Spotify or iTunes or anything like that, go to the YouTube page, please, and subscribe. Um, Just because once we hit 5,000 subscribers, we're going to do a live stream. Once we hit 6,000 subscribers, we are going to do remote broadcast and we're trying to get to 6,000 before the bowl game so we can do some remote stuff down at the bowl game at the Under Armour All-American game things like that and then once we get to 7,000 we're looking at doing a call-in show potentially some pretty cool stuff at the benchmarks so let's hit those numbers pretty quick and, and like I said we're getting 30 to 40 subscriptions a day so thank you very much for that um but let's keep it going. Let's keep building and let's get it to a point that Ole Miss has not seen from something like this. 
our voice gets louder with every person that watches the show. So thank you. Evangelize the show to your friends, get them involved, and we will have fun because, hey, following Ole Miss should be fun. Anyway, thank you for making the Lockdown Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day, your morning show. We appreciate it. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every day. Until tomorrow, we're pre-gaming. And we potentially have a third guest, by the way, in the pregame show um, from the Grove. That's what we're going to try tomorrow is a guest from the Grove in pregame. And it, it, we'll see if that works as well. Um, and John Macon Gillespie is scheduled to be here as well. It's 2 o'clock Central, 3 o'clock Eastern. We'll be pregaming. We'll have a live stream and any storylines, we will spit it out and kind of just talk about the game a little bit. I like hanging out with John Macon Gillespie and figuring that out as well. So anyway, thank you for watching. Have a good weekend. We will see you tomorrow. Hotty toddy.